Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and more. Also, check us out during the week, Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel. We also got that YouTube channel. We got 12,000 subscribers now. We got the Post Up game, or excuse me, the Post Up 5R show that's on after every game, in addition to Before Floor. Before every game, Floor is yours. And, of course, all of our Dolphins and Canes and other Miami sports content and five where you can find all of the latest on those teams in writing without a paywall. Also check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network. You know, even after a losing game, this is a winning choice. Got to check out Miami grill. You can't always guarantee that win, but if you love Miami, you love Miami grill locations all over South Florida, check out mymiamigrill.com to find yours. They got fresh, delicious choices, the cheesesteaks, the wings, the gyros, the burgers, of course, the wings, they can do a number of different ways, crispy grilled, naked or boneless again, locations all over South Florida. So if you've got a craving on Saturday, make sure you go check it out because if you're craving it, Miami grill is making it dine in drive through and delivery Again, download the free app to order online. Again, my, my Miami grill.com. And now, tonight's episode. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. Have we finally hit the floor? <laughs> uh, Greg, because, you know, I'm getting texts from people tonight. Is this rock bottom? Is this rock bottom? Is this rock bottom? I don't think it's rock bottom necessarily. I think this team has shown this year that there's sort of always another lower level. There's another, always another game that you're saying there's no way they can lose this game and they lose it anyway. And, and I just, this loss to Minnesota is so dispiriting in so many ways, Greg, you've got, you know, I, I look, I totally respect what Reed and Crotty got to do and they're as objective as they can possibly be. But I'm listening to Crotty before I come over here um, to record this. And he's talking about the depth of the Western conference teams that they've had to face on this trip. And I'm like, okay, look, there are certain things we can excuse against a Denver, even without a Jamal Murray or against the Phoenix that, you know, has been one of the best teams in the league this year. You cannot excuse anything against the 14 win Minnesota team, especially when you're getting 21 points from your 35 year old, who you picked up three weeks ago after he'd sat out for a year, you get a great performance out of Jimmy. And again, you get under 10 shots from bam, nothing from hero. I, I mean, they, I just got to say this, Greg, at this point, you know, look, they're 500 team in the standings. I don't even know that they're a 500 team in terms of just comportment, the way they're playing or anything along those lines. Yeah. It's getting weird. Um, you know, we said in the pregame show, that like this was uh this might be the one for me that would that would kind of be the backbreaker and i've said that a couple times recently so uh i recognize that uh that's a reoccurring theme but then they go out and they shoot 41 percent from three and they still lose and to see jimmy like laying it all out there and the guys around him just quite frankly not playing good enough i mean they're out rebounded by 12 to the Minnesota Timberwolves, they've been beaten twice this season to the Minnesota Timberwolves. That means Minnesota has the worst damn record in the league, 14 wins and two of their 14 wins have came against this Miami heat team. I just, um, 
you talked about the broadcast with Crotty and uh, and with um, Eric Reed. I um, my broadcast they didn't give they gave me the home announcers on on my cable, so I was listening to the Minnesota Network, and they ended the broadcast, and they actually were really really good. I, I just want to shout them out. I don't know what the gentlemen's names are, but they did a really great job, and they ended the broadcast with this, and I'm going to say it here. I tweeted it, but I'm going to repeat it. This is the quote that the gentleman said, uh, the announcer, there's something missing from the Miami Heat. Not sure what it is. They just don't have that magic they had last year. And that really sums it up. I don't know what, how to quantify that, but it's evident. And at this point, like uh, we're getting to a place where um, I, I just don't know that we can keep doing this. They're going to turn it on in the playoffs thing. Like I, it's too, it's, I'm, a, I'm at a loss. Well, so are they. And, and I, I think that point, there's something missing with the Miami Heat. And, and all year we've talked about it being personnel. And, and to a certain degree, you know, perhaps it is OK in certain areas. You know, they just don't have the requisite pieces. I mean, when 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 Heat fans are sitting here complaining, and we'll get into Spolster in the second half of this episode. OK, but when Heat fans are sitting here complaining about Deadman not playing and why aren't you asking why Deadman's not playing? I, I always say this. If you're at a stage where you're wondering why a, a guy who again has been out of basketball now for months um, and was you know never more than a fringe rotation player when he was playing when you're getting to a point where you're wondering where he is or beforehand why aren't they playing Struess although I thought actually Max played pretty well tonight or why aren't they playing this guy when you're starting to do that with like fringe NBA players okay guys on two-way contracts guys who were sitting out there for months your team's just not that good. Like, like, I just think we've, we've got to acknowledge that. And, and beyond that, I don't think that they're maximizing themselves. We're going to talk about Spolstra, but like you said, there's something missing. I, I don't know again, if it's, you know, the, after the sugar high of the bubble, you only had, you know, six weeks off. Maybe you get a little bit full of yourselves that can play into it. Maybe it was the trade talk. The fact that guys could never get right this year. We'll probably hear about that afterward. It's typically after the season that players talk about that stuff. Um, maybe it's, you know, now at this stage, Kelly was a popular player on the team. I, I don't, there's a whole bunch of different things that could be causing the fact that they just don't have any, like you said, there's no magic. Like the, where did the magic go? It doesn't exist. And you get a game like this from Jimmy. I mean, 30 points, 10 rebounds, eight assists, three steals and a block with one turnover. That's a masterpiece. Yeah. And Bam is seven of eight, like, like seven of eight and shoot the damn ball more. Like we right. just had this whole thing where we unpacked the six field goal attempts. Eight is not much better. And when you're that efficient, it's just weird. Well, there, there were a couple of possessions that ended well, but they shouldn't have because Jimmy or Bam, in particular, I thought it was more Jimmy tonight passed up, you know, a shot and, and they end up with another three or they end up with, and it's just this passing out of, you know, I don't, I don't know where this is coming from because this has never been a heat philosophy. So Spolster can't be preaching this passing out of, you know, gimme twos for, you know, decent, you know, threes. I don't care what the analytics say, but they can't say that that passing up a shot. That's a 70% shot from two is a good way to go to try to get a 35% shot from three. I mean, even if you just do the math on that, simply, it doesn't add up. I, and, and they do that all the damn time. But again, I mean, they lost a game to Minnesota tonight, okay? And then we're going to go to break and we're going to talk about Spolstra. When 35-year-old Trevor Ariza, who sat out a year and has been with you for, what, three, three, four weeks at this point, played 37 minutes, 
when eight of 14, five of seven from three, seven rebounds, three assists, a steal, two blocks, and 21 points, and they lost to Minnesota by eight. Yeah. Their bench I, I, had like 60. It's just it's Minnesota's I, I, bench. I, I don't and, – and you again, you can't – when you're on the bench, and I know D'Angelo Russell is not there permanently, but when you're on the bench on a team that's got 14 wins, you're not that good an NBA player typically, okay? Nas Reed tonight, 16 and 7 in 22 minutes. Hernan Gomez, I don't even know which Hernan Gomez that is, 14, 6, and 2 in 23 minutes off the bench. Vanderbilt, 3 of 4 from the floor, 9 points, 14 rebounds in 22 oh minutes gosh. off the bench, okay? And then D'Angelo Russell is not a bench player, but he played off the bench, had 11 in 24 minutes. I, I mean, you so lost. So 52 to- points still. My, my point stands. <laughs> it's insane. You lost to a Minnesota team by eight when Carl Anthony Towns had for him what is a reasonably pedestrian game. He fouled yeah. out with 20, 25 minutes. I just don't. And then there was that one play at the end too, where Ricky Rubio blows up the DHO and you, between Bam and, and Duncan, when it should have just been Bam turning to the basket and going. And I, I'm sorry. I just, I can't make excuses for some of this. All right. When we come back, we'll get into the spolster part of this. Cause that's what everybody was kind of wants to talk about. And honestly, on a night like this, uh, we, we have to at least address it before we do though. I want to tell you about another great sponsor of the five reasons sports network, and that's Biscayne Bay Brewing. We talk about them a lot on the streams. This is the official beer of the Miami Marlins, also associated with Miami Heat. They've got the stand there in the arena now, so make sure that you check that out. Um, this is one of the best-selling beers now, their IPA at Whole Foods um, last month. There's a reason everybody's drinking this stuff. We have a lot of it. They got very involved with us early. They're very into sports, so support them. That supports us, but also it's just great beer. The Pastime Pilsner, the Tropical Bay IPA, the Marlins Lager, or the Miami Pale Ale. The heat may lose. You can't lose with Biscayne Bay Brewing. That's not their slogan. I just made that up. Um, all right, let's uh, let's get to Spolstra. Um, you and I both agree he's an elite coach, and and obviously, you know, I, you know, I've I've known Eric since 1996. Okay, <laughs> when he was in the video room. All right, so I I've seen this up close. I, I've seen him adjust to different types of teams. I saw him have what I thought was maybe his greatest success getting that team to the finals last year. We saw what he did during 30 and 11. We saw what he did with what may be the toughest job in sports, which is managing superstars and ultimately getting to four finals and winning two championships. So to me, the big picture on Eric is beyond reproach. Okay. And no, there's don't stop with the fire and all that kind of stuff. But I do think that both you and I agree. And we've talked about this before that this season is not his best work. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Um, and, and I know some of it is circumstantial. A lot of it is circumstantial. The things that we've talked about, again, not excuses, but reasons. But I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I feel like defensively, he found a formula, got this team in the top 10 defense. He deserves credit for that. But some of the decisions are just, 
you know, that lineup that was thrown out there tonight in a game that you have to have, how do you, even with Bam with four fouls, how did they end up with a circumstance where they had a lineup out there without Jimmy in support of it? Okay. In any way of Dragic, Hero, Vincent, Struess, and Precious. How, how does, because that, that's where the game went, Greg. So, like, yeah. how, so. And, and- and deep in the second half too. I mean, right. So I'm trying, I'm trying to give him benefit of the doubt and saying, okay, there's all this thing. Well, who else do you play? Right. Okay. And hero and Dragic is supposed to be, you know, one of the better offensive backcourts in the, in the league, that offensive, you know, backup backcourts for sure. Okay. But I mean, look, hero is now, what was he? Two of 10 in the last game, three of 17 in the last two games. Okay. Goran played a little better tonight. Okay. And that's encouraging. It was five of 10 had 15 points, three, three assists and three steals. I thought he did turn the corner a little better tonight, but those two guys trying to defend out there with Struess, you're incredibly undersized. If you've got Vincent in there as another guard and precious is a turnstile right now. So like, I, I mean, what was the best case scenario? I mean, what was the best case scenario there? I guess. So there a couple of things jumped out at me because four of the five starters played 32 minutes or more. So yeah. he like Spo really stuck with the starters and it just shows you that, um, you know, we talked about the depth and, and things like that. And, and it's almost as if Spo appears to be a little bit out of answers and he's trying things like that weird lineup that we saw. And then to start the fourth quarter, you had Struess, Gabe Vincent, Precious for sure. And I can't remember the other two on the court at the time, but they were in the penalty with 9.35 to go in the game. I mean, it, it was just – it was the most frustrating stretch of defense where they just continued to foul. Um, everybody got by their like their man, and then they just, you know, trailed and hacked over and over again. And just seeing that kind of stuff, I guess if you asked Spolstra or if you asked someone on the staff, they would say, this is what it looks like in this season when you have to pull up your two D league G league guys mm-hmm. and um, kind of, you know, have a patchwork bench because of, you know, just the, the circumstances, but only Iguodala was out tonight. So then it right. gets, you know, it gets tough to even. Well, he even uh, had Apollo available to him, which he hasn't had. Not, not, not that I'm saying again, that that's the answer. Cause I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but I'm just, I, I mean, I'm looking at the numbers. I, I just tweeting this out. Tyler hero was a minus 25 tonight. Um, yeah. in, in 23 minutes, the next worst on the team was Gabe Vincent, a minus eight in four minutes, which was that stretch. The rest of the team pretty much played flat. Okay. In terms of plus minus Jimmy was a plus four. Kendrick was a plus five again, single game. You know, we can overreact to single game sample sizes on plus minus, but this with Tyler is becoming a pattern. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it, and it makes you wonder too, you know, I, we, again, Oladipo, there's conflicting reports. We're all trying to dive in on this to see, you know, what, what decision he's going to make. Cause a lot of it comes down to him, but I think we got to seriously question if, if Oladipo comes, does come back, or even if he doesn't like this thing about ty- playing Tyler hero in the entire fourth quarter of games, I, I mean, when he's becoming one of your worst plus minus players on the team, I, I, I don't know how that's going to be justifiable. And again, I, I want to give, I always try to create context here provide some benefit of the doubt, Greg, because whenever we said they could do something, sometimes Spolster is doing something because he's trying to cover up for something else. Right. <clears throat> so sometimes when he's sort of used to overplay the zone, it's because he was protecting certain players. Okay. Or things along those lines, but I'm looking at, at the lineup that they threw out there. I'm just wondering how you would have avoided that. I guess make sure you have 
I don't know, Duncan on the court instead of Hero or or or, or Dragic, just so you have a little more size, perhaps. Or yeah. I mean, right? I, I guess you would have to push for one of those guys that played 32 or more minutes to play a little bit more. And, um, you know, like you had KZ on the bench there. I know that he hasn't played in a while. But the other interesting scenario that um, I think is worth pointing out in this particular game, if we're just talking micro, you know, just this mm-hmm. game, is that uh, like why not go to Dwayne Dedman? Like I felt like this was the perfect opportunity with Bam in foul trouble and Precious continuing to uh, really not play up to speed and, and foul incessantly. Uh, to go to Dwayne Dedman and give him a shot and just see well, maybe like he's not in the only thing I can think of there is he just may not be in the shape yet. Yeah. That, Belitza too. I mean, I think it's super obvious when they put Precious and Belitza out there together that um, he's just not in the right physical shape, but the way the, the other part on Spo uh, and I know we're keeping this tight is that like now defensively, the switching has almost become like the new zone yeah. in that, um, it's almost a little predictable and you're seeing teams pick it out. And I think also with the dribble handoff stuff and the shooting that teams have done their homework in a different way this year. So if there's one critique of SPO and the staff, other than maybe that they're missing a coach that connects um, the way that maybe some of the guys that on the bench that aren't there this year did is that they didn't do anything to counter and be ready for the counters that teams were going to throw at them. I mean, they had a whole finals run to be scouted and uh, it just doesn't look like they were necessarily ready or prepared for the, um, you know, the plan B and C and D and all the other actions you got to get to. Yeah, no, I, and I understand that. And, and, and usually Eric does adjust to these things, but sometimes he can be a little stubborn or sometimes it can take some time. And I do think he will come up with some kind of a counter wrinkle. I just wonder if the team's lost by then. Like they, they, I think what you said early on in this, and we can focus on Spolster and some of this is the coach's responsibility, but for, for the personnel issues, for the lineup issues, the rotation issues, whatever other issues that they've had. Okay. The one thing that clearly is missing, right? They, they don't believe in themselves like they did last year. You're right. They don't. And, and, and I think that is a product of, um, you know, we can talk early in the season about, well, these, these games were unfair because they didn't have all their players and stuff. But, but in the end, there's still losses, okay? The players still come away. Whoever plays in the game comes away feeling worse about himself because you lose a game. And I think some of that stuff and some of the adversity this year that the players have internalized some of these things. I mean, we saw it with the trade deadline I mean, how guys were going into that. And I just, I just don't see it. I mean, other than from Jimmy, I, you know, I just I don't see that kind of maniacal effort all the time from some of these guys that we saw in the bubble. And I, I, I think I saw some heads slump, you know, some shoulders slumped today, some heads down that the body language tonight was, was, and I'm not, I don't usually do this, but they weren't, it was not good. And, yeah. and I just think at a certain point, Greg teams, the teams I've covered over 25 years, mostly NBA and NFL heat and dolphins. There's a certain point in the season where they know. Yeah. They, you know, it, you know, they just know they, they know, look, we, you know, we, we talked up this and we're going to get better and we're a better team than this. And there's a certain point of the season that most of the guys in there know they know the season's not going to end how they hoped it would end when they started training camp. And the problem with that is that leads to two things. Guys start getting hurt or nagging injuries. They start sitting out or they just stop, start playing, you know, more poorly because they don't have confidence. And so uh, Spolstra's got to watch this. He's got a game on Sunday against Brooklyn. I mean, the, the Nets put up 130 today. I, I mean, I'm going to be there, which doesn't help. Um, it, <laughs> that, could, 
that could be a bloodbath. And I mean, if it is, then you're under 500 and it is serious. It's about yeah. trying to avoid the plan at that stage. And that's I, it. J- just to close here. Like, I, I think you're so right in that the Brooklyn game, um, like if they can't get up for that one, I think it's on national TV. I think it's a, a it, it an is. afternoon Although game down here. It's being moved because of MLS. Yeah. Oh, got it. Okay. And, um, and just the fact that, you know, you got like the headliners and, and Jimmy and Bam are going to be back and, uh, and, and rest back home and rested and able to, you know, prepare for, I, I don't think you'll see James Harden, but you'll see Kyrie and KD. Like if they get kind of thumped in that game, after this one you're and you're right like getting under 500 at a certain point in the season like april 18th like that those are the kinds of moments where subconsciously they don't even know that they're doing it you just say you know f this like this is just not going to play out the way we thought and yeah that may end up in like a hard-fought playoff series or something like that where we get some still good moments throughout the rest of the season but it's underwhelming to expectations no doubt no, it is. And, and yeah, there is a certain point where guys just, they know. And, and I, I, I saw a little of that tonight. I mean, Jimmy kept competing and then look, Jimmy and Bam made some mistakes in the last five minutes of the game. And there were missed free throws. The ones from Bam, Jimmy missed a couple of bunnies. Um, and, and so, but again, when, <laughs> when nobody else ever steps up and they, again, they got it from Ariza tonight, but I'm talking about, you know, they got to get more out of hero for one. Okay. They just do. I mean, I, you know, you can't, we've we've talked about his stats compared to last year and all the rest of this stuff but there has been there was a good pop there for about you know five or six seven games and then the last three games he's been awful and uh, you know that's too much of that this season there's too much and i think it's mental too i I think so and you can't be losing to to these teams benches by this this margin he is supposed to give you an advantage there along with Dragic, and it just it just didn't happen so uh bad loss tonight 119 to 111 the Heat are now 28 and 28 in the season. Check out our sponsors, Miami. <coughs> Excuse me, as I'm choking here. Uh, Miami Grill, of course, Biscayne Bay Brewing. And if you're going to play prize picks, make sure you use that code. Some of you going on there not using the code. F-I-V-E is the best fantasy game. Um, and uh, that one with that code, you'll get a, you get a real nice bonus there on prize picks. Have a good night, I guess. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.